of the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but not of the world. And you know, in these last days, we have to really be very, very careful. As we read in Ephesians, Ephesians uh, chapter, chapter 6, right there, 10. I know that it's small, but let me, let me read it for you. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For he, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, everybody say all circumstances. Take up the faith, the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darks of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to, the, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So this is what the word is saying, and I want you to, I want you to look at the next slide. If, if you can keep your eyes on me as I begin to uh, give you the sign to put it to the next slide, I want you to focus on the one before that. I want you to focus on 612 where it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over the present darkness and against the spiritual forces evil in heavenly places. Now, you see those five words against, 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 against. That's speaking of a, some kind of a hierarchy that we are looking at some rank, at some order there, you know? Like Satan would be the tyrant leader over all of this. The principalities and powers would be the geographical overseers of, of certain locations in the world. Then you got the powers of authority, the enforcers and the attackers, and then you get the rulers of darkness in this world which they masquerade of evil deeds. And then you got the spiritual wickedness in high places, which are false doctrines and experts in seducing spirits. They're all over the world. Now, in this outline that it says here, it says that in these high places, the strategies of Satan, spiritual wickedness in high places, that Satan has his own trinity, according to Revelations 20.10. And then also Satan has his own church, according to Revelations 2.9, where the synagogue of Satan sits. And then it says Satan has its own doctrine, 1 Timothy 4.1, doctrines of demons. Satan also has its own teachers, false teachers, masquerading. It, it, you know, if Satan can, can, can masquerade, so also his, 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 his imps. 
You know, so we see that Satan has, has a stronghold on, 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 he has a strategy. Now, the strategy that counters strategies to the war against the spiritual weakness in high places are we need to recognize Satan is an imitator. He is no originator. He is an imitator. Everything that God has, he wants to imitate. Even the Holy Spirit, even all the teachings, even everything. He wants to imitate everything, and he's always given us the shortcut. Can I hear you say amen? And not only only that, but he used, we use discernment. God has given us the spirit of discernment so we can discern when, you know what, something is not right. Can I hear you say amen? See, that Holy Spirit always checks you, always lets you know if it's the spirit of God or it's some other spirit. And you got to be plugged in. you gotta, you got to have the heart of God. you got to have the mind of God. you got to be in his presence. you you, you got to know because if you're, if you're flaking around, if you're carnally minded, the enemy already has you. The enemy already has you. To be carnally minded is death. So you got to be all in it or not at all. Can I use say amen? Because the devil is not playing games. The devil's not playing games. And we also need to study God's word. It means study God's word in a systematic way. Go to Vethi and, and, and take courses that you may know your doctrine and what we believe. We're Pentecostals. We believe in pre-trib and the millennium and all of these doctrines, sanctification, progressive sanctification, and all of these things that we teach our people so they can stand against the wiles of the devil. Can I hear you say amen? And so we go on to reject anything not in the Word of God. See, the Word of God is your stabilizer. Your Word of God is the one that leads you and guides you. You know, God is not going to speak outside of His Word. He's already said what He's going to say in His Word. Can I hear you say amen? And then we got to also evaluate by the spiritual fruit. The spiritual fruit, we, we know them by their fruit. That's what the Word of God says, you know, because we can speak all spiritual, and if you ain't got no discernment, and because they sound good, but they don't have no fruit, they're not plugged into a church, they're not under submission to no authority, then that should tell you something. Can I hear you say amen? So these are the things that we got to understand and expose the wickedness in high places, like Ephesians 11 you know, through 17 says. You know, then we got to look at, again, uh, I need you, okay. This is what I was talking about, the rulers and the in order, right? About Satan being the tyrant leader on the top. You got the principalities and powers that are geographical overseers over all the part in, in the world. In the Old Testament, we've seen the, the king of Persia. Right? That there was a prince of power over Persia. It wasn't talking about the human being. It was talking about the spiritual principality over that region. And I believe that we have also spiritual principalities over cities. Like San Francisco, you know the stronghold that's there. Las Vegas, New York. You got to find out what's the stronghold in Hayward. What's the look at the history of the city. 
Look at the pioneers of the city. Look at the religions that started the city. You know what? Because it creates a climate. It creates a stronghold over the city. So you know what you're dealing with. Can I hear you say amen? And so those are the important things of the spiritual warfare to be armed and ready for warfare. Now the powers and authorities, you know, also they are these enforcers and attackers that attack the church. The rulers of darkness of this world, they masquerade of their evil deeds. And then the spiritual wickedness in high places. How many false doctrines is there today? How many cults is there today? How many sects do we have today? You know, and all this postmodern thinking and we don't believe in absolute truth that they say and all of that thing, relativism. See, we're living in those last days. People, the other day, I don't know what they, somebody was, I believe here, they were telling them what they're teaching their children. Huh? To accept homosexuality. Right? So, so people, we, we, it, it's a war. The next scripture that we want to show you in the next line, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We arrest those thoughts. We bring them down. See it? We do. God does it. The Holy Spirit, we do that. See, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit. See, because only you can think what you want to think. See, and sometimes we got to change that stinking thinking. We got to change that stinking thinking and we got to renew our mind by the word of God. See, it's not going to go away by itself. You have to discipline yourself and start renewing your mind by the word of God. Start memorizing scriptures. Start standing upon the word of God. Start claiming your promises. And that's the way you do it, people, because if not, you're not going to start, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay stagnant. You're going to be a spiritual pygmy. Hello, somebody. We got to start growing. The next, uh, the next outline uh, we already showed you. Hit it again. I want to show you the biblical view of the spiritual warfare. No, the one before that, sister. Uh... No. Well, anyway, it's a biblical view of the spiritual warfare where you see God in a global like that. Find that, find that uh, right there. You see, it's like this. It's God in his creation. And then you have the, uh, you have the, uh, the angels and the demons you got God's creation. You got loyal and good and rebellious and evil. You got the archangel, the angels, and Satan and the demons. We're in the middle of the battleground. All of this from the beginning, human culture systems, the human social systems, individuals, and inner self. Now, we got a decision to be under the influence of this right here, to be entreated, to be enlightened, to be in living, and to be empowered. Over here in this realm, the enemy comes to deceive, to tempt, 
and to intimidate. See, we're the deciding factor of these two forces. See, we were before puppets on a string of Satan. As far as Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, it says that we were children of disobedience until we were born again and we became of that, of that God race. That greater is he now that is in us than he that is in the world. See, we need to know that, but not yet know it, believe it, and walk in it. And it doesn't matter what comes our way, we have to stand on God's word because the enemy will let us know in everything, but yet do we really believe it? When we're hit with circumstances, trials, and barriers, and all of this, all this, all this side over here comes against us. Intimidation, temptation, uh, deceiving, all of those things. And if you are not aware of God's word, how this thing operates, you're always going to be on the losing side. You're always, the enemy's going to come and steal, kill, and destroy everything that God wants to do in your life. See, God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to do great and mighty things in your life. He has a great plan for your life. Huh? We got to believe that with all of our hearts. And then we go on to the next slide. It's like a hierarchy. You got Satan. He's the, there's only one Satan, Lucifer. And I want you to understand this. He was a created being. A created being. He can't be, he can't think, he can't make you think that he's equal to God. And there's no good and bad and the evil forces and all of this and that. No, God created everything. Everything came from him. And everything before anything is done, he is the, he is the main shot caller. Are you hearing me? He is the main shot caller, and nothing is allowed to happen without his stamp of approval. You know, even the devil has to go get permission to come and hassle you. You read the story of Job. Job, he already knew that Job was going to come out smelling like a rose at the end. But look at what he went through. But God knew that he was able to hang. Now, sometimes God wants to bless you. God wants to raise you. But he sees, he said, man, he won't be able to hang. He doesn't trust me. I want to bless him. But you know what? The enemy will take him out. You know, that's how God loves us, man. He's not going to put upon us, uh, you know, something that we can't handle. That's a gotta come. We gotta grow in His grace and in the knowledge, as, as Peter says, the last verse in Peter's epistle. But grow in the knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ. Peter had to grow. Peter denied Christ. You know, he 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 messed up, but he learned. He learned. History says that now. Don't even crucify me like Christ. Crucify me upside down. Historians said that his guts came out of his mouth. You know, and so, you know, we got to understand that we are in a spiritual warfare whether you believe it or not. If you don't believe it, the devil's always going to gangster slap you upside down. Are you hearing me? So you see all this, the, the, 
the realm, the, uh, the hierarchy of hell. You got the prince of power, you got the principalities, you got the powers, you got the rulers, and all these flunky imps and demons that are out here trying to get chaos, destroy the barrios, and addiction, and fornication, and adultery, and pornography, and all of this mess that they're trying to destroy the world. Can understand that we are God's people. We ain't got no business tapping into the things of the, the world or Satan. It's like, it's like that, man. If you're from a neighborhood, and I'm from a neighborhood, and you claim your neighborhood, I claim my neighborhood, and let's say that you turn, right? And you come to my neighborhood, and you become part of my neighborhood. So you're, you're, you're flying the jacket of your neighborhood, now let's see uh, you double face, and then you go back to your neighborhood. What are your homeboys going to say? Huh? They're going to come and mess with you because you know what? You got every, they got every legal right because you're playing around in their hood now. And it's the same way we as Christians, we got God's jacket on. We're saying that we're Christians, and we go back into the hood picking up their Satan's tools picking up his thing, and he got every right to come and accuse you. Every right to come and accuse you. He's called the accuser of the brethren. He goes over there, you know what? He's over here fornicating adultery, and he's over here playing church and doing all of this. Huh? Brothers, sisters, you remember the Wizard of Oz? Remember that on the aisles, yeah, big old screen, and Dorothy and the scarecrow, they were scared. And little, and little Toa, what was it called, the doggy? Toto. He went, and what did he do? Pulled the curtain down. Uh, and it was an old man. An old man doing all kinds of signs and like that. That's the way the devil is. That's the way the devil is. He hates you seeing all this, and you get all intimidated, all scared, and all that. But he's paralyzed. He ain't got no power. It's like a man in a wheelchair. He ain't got no power, but he cast an ugly, fearful shadow. And you look at the shadow and you get scared, but all you gotta do is flip the switch of the light. And say, yeah, you ain't got no power over me. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get thee behind me. You gotta open up your eyes. Some of you trying to serve God with your eyes closed. You know, you got to know this stuff. A lot of people don't like to talk about demons and seducing spirits. I got, I'm working on a, on, on a message on the Leviathan spirit. The Leviathan spirit works in the authority and leadership. He's the king of, uh, of, uh, of authority. And it's powerful, brother, because see, the devil knows he got a short time. Hit it again, sister. Come on. Again, you see here the authority of God. See, God has providence, <coughs> decrees that he made, laws, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, king of kings, and lord of lords, incomprehensible but knowable, infinite, Limitless, absolute attributes, and moral attributes. That's who he is. Nada le gana. 
Nothing is higher than him. That is the person that the spirit is abiding in you. I don't think we understand that, huh? Think about that. The power that created the universe, the, the spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead is in you. Is in you. You've got to meditate upon that. You've got to meditate that and put that against any problem, situation that you're encountering. Are you hearing me? This is no fantasy. This is no Hollywood. This is real stuff. You do have the power, you know. You do have the power to, 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 to come against demons and come against anything that the enemy will try to bring your way. You have the power. Use it. Start using it. Start believing. Start being armed and dangerous. And you got the angels and you got the demons and you got the humans and you got the, all the other animals and plants and earth and all of that that the Bible talks about. Hit the next one, sister. See, many authors see the hierarchy in descending order in Ephesians 6.12. Rulers, principalities, that's the higher level satanic princes over nations and regions. The authorities are supernatural behind governments and structures. I'm going someplace with this. Powers and operate within the countries and cultures to influence certain aspects of life. And the spiritual forces of evil, many types of evil spirits that commonly afflict people. Okay, the next, the next one, sister. You got the angelic hierarchy in the first sphere. That's where, where uh, God is. You got angels worshiping God around the throne. You got cherubims, seraphims, and thrones, and, and, and all of these angels. On the second realm, you got the heavenly governors. Dominions, virtues, powers, authorities. And in the third realm, you got heavenly messengers and soldiers. Part, uh, uh, principalities, rulers, archangels, and angels. We're talking about the good here. Now, you know, the third heaven is where God's throne is. The second heaven is where all the stars and all the planets and all of that, the space. And the third heaven is the atmosphere. Now, there's a war between, between the second heaven and the third heaven. You know, and we got to understand that we got angels on our side. We got angels on our side that are helping us in this game, not game, but life. Life that God has given the human race here on earth. And then we look at the next one. You know, who is Satan? Second Corinthians 4, 4 says that he's the God of this world, the little G. Little G. Little G. <laughs> G, little G of the world. Luke 4, 5 and 6, he has power and jurisdiction over the kingdoms and systems of this world. And in Job 1, 1, he, he's a hindrance to God's people. And Zechariah 3, 1 and 2, he's an accuser of God's people. The next one. Here's the fear of the angels defined. Dominions. Rule over angelic orders, right? And also, uh, they regulate duties of lower angels. The middle management between the second, the first and the second sphere. 
that's what I was talking about, the, the three heavens. There is a zeal for maintenance of God's authority. Now, the virtues are maintained aspects, uh, aspects of the natural world. They bestow material blessings and miracles and so forth. They're called on to combat the enemies of salvation. The power over celestial bodies, season, and weather. And then the powers, they're favored among men, maintain borders between heaven and earth, on guard against demonic attack, and they're chaperoned souls from the mortal to the immortal, or they take us into heaven. The next slide, I, I put there a virtual continent which it helps you. See, we got to stay here in the middle of integrity. If we have a deficiency in integrity, it becomes corruption. If we have an ex excess of integrity, it becomes legalism. Uh, if we have discernment, a deficiency, it becomes foolishness. If we have an excess, too much of discernment, it becomes judgmentalism. Uh, and in love, if we have the sloppy agape, it's selfishness, right? And if it's, if it, if, or this is the sloppy agape, it's enablement, enablement. And respect, if you have a deficiency of that, is disregard. And then more respect, you're idle, idolatry. Humility, too, deficiency is pride. And too much of humility is degradation. We were talking about that. D diligence, deficiency is slothfulness. Diligence is workaholicism. Workaholism. Temperance, deficiency is licentiousness. And too much is strictness. And the last one, courage. You're a coward. You have a deficiency. If you're too much, it's foolhardiness. Mm. Some good stuff. See some balance. The next one. You wrestle a war of fight. Revelations 13, 7, Satan wages war against God's holy people. That's what's happening. Daniel 7, 25, the enemy desires to oppress God's people, wear them down. Ephesians 6, 11 to 18 says that Satan, he, he stands against Satan's wiles and trickery. God's people are called to fight against principalities, against powers, rulers of darkness, and wicked spirits in high places. And I hear you say amen. So we must fight. The next one, wrestling rules. You know, spiritual wrestling is the mechanics of pressure and resistance of pressure. See, the definition of wrestling is to vibrant, to throw down more or less violently, to strike, to thrust, to struggle. Wrestlers content by applying pressure, trying to throw down, wear down, press down, and wear out their opponent. See, the wrestler who is able to apply the most consistent and increasing pressure as well as maintain strength against the opponent's pressure is the one who succeeds. Each will move quickly in order to obtain a better hold or position while keeping the pressure on. So it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. 
The other one, the next one, it says that the violent take it by force. The violent take it by force, rule number one. Number two is seeing the unseen. Number three, works of the flesh and the fallen nature. Number four, what about the testings? What about Abraham and Isaac? The Lord will provide. Rule seven, following Abraham's faith. Rule number eight, spiritual wrestling. Nine, beware of methods, the wiles of the, of the, of the devil, the methods. And ten, becoming mature. The next one is wrestling requires commitment. Wrestling requires decision. Wrestling requires endurance. Wrestling requires time. There's satanic pressure. 16, financial war zone. God's strategy for financial blessing. 18, time pressures. 19, decisions. And 20, annoyance are not little. So those are the rules, and it goes on to 21. Run, baby, run. Judges, 16 with Samson. 22, wrestling requires discipline of the tongue. 23, words reveal the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 24, possess your soul. 25, against defined. Five times in that scripture. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Satanic pressure or demand, demonic pressure. Fasting. And 29, Jesus is the victor. See, we live in a multi-dimensional war. Ephesians 2.1 says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you were walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, everybody say, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Three arenas that we're going to be battling for the rest of our lives. A personal war, the flesh, a social war, the world, and a supernatural cosmic war with evil spirits in high places. That's what we're going to be battling for the rest of our lives. Now, let me, let me share with you something here. The next one. There are seven worldviews. Take note of this. There are seven worldviews. There's theism. There's deism. There's polytheism. There's pantheism. There's panentheism. And, there, and then there's uh, Godism, finite Godism, and then there's atheism. Those right here. Okay? All the people in the world fall into these seven worldviews. Everybody, I don't care who they are. They fall into these seven worldviews. Now, go with me. Now, this gives us a religious view. We 
are theism. What falls under theism? Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Deism is that God put everything in order and he took off. You deal with it. We don't have, we can't get a personal relationship with you. Polytheism, poly means many. God, theism means God, many God, Hindus, right? Then you got pantheism. Pan in the Greek means all. Theism, that means all is God. The universe, all is God. The rocks, the trees, all is God. And then panentheism, again, pan is all, and en means in God. All is in God. That God is in this. God is in that. God is in everything. As the Indians, they worship the river, all of those things. And then we got finite Godism, that God is limited, that God is still in the process of learning, you know. And there's, there's, there's religions that fall into that, you know. And then there's a core, course, atheism, where you got agnosticism. You got relativism. You got uh, humanism. You got all those isms in that atheism, you know? And so a lot of people, all the world falls into that. Now, from there, you come into the belief system of the seven mountains, which is family, religion, education, government, entertainment, news and media, and economy. Okay, we come believing in God, we're saved and all of that, but yet all of these things influence us. All of these things, I'm sorry, all of these things influences us. Family, how you were reared up, where you were reared up. Uh, Acts 17, 26 says that from one man he made all nations. What boundary you were going to be born, what time you were going to be born. You know, you know, God knew exactly where he was going to bring you into. And all that family, uh, religion, whatever you were, you were influenced your religion, your education, what you learn in education, the government, the laws, and all that, the entertainment, the movies, you know, and all of that TV, news, media, and economics. All of those things mold your mind, mold your belief. See, it is said that the ones that are really discipling the nations are, 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 are the people that are in education like Yale, Harvard, and all those that are atheist, humanistics, that they are preparing the leaders for tomorrow. And all of them, all of them are atheists. So, man, that's what we're, we're dealing with, that the, 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 the setting, the platform for the Antichrist is being set. He got his disciples in these seven mountains. And whoever is on the summit of these seven mountains are really molding the minds of the world. That's why I gave you a little bit of spiritual insight of the devil and his game and all of that because he has his people in these seven mountains. He has these people that are influencing the, the people of the world, of the nations. And see, and for us Christians, we just stay in this mountain. And everybody else has kept, captured, the devil has put everybody of his people in those other mountains. You see, so we got to look at that because, see, this creates our vapes. What are vapes? 
values, ability, beliefs, and uh, uh, value, ability, belief, and expectations. Everyone has expectations. Everyone has beliefs. Everyone has, uh, you, you, know, you know, values and abilities that have been influenced by your birth in the family, by your religion that you were brought up or the religion that you're in now, by the education that you have been taught, right? By the government, the laws and all of that that, that, that are being passed today. Why do you think these laws are being passed of same-sex marriage? Legalized marijuana, why? Because who's up there? Who's making these laws, the government? Liberals. People that don't believe in God. And that's how come they want to keep conservatives away from these mountains. Because they don't want them to influence the masses of people. Are you hearing me? Now with that, it becomes your worldview. Your worldview. This is how come the word of God says renew your mind. By the word of God. You got to start thinking the way the word of God. See, because the word of God will never change. You know, the world changes constantly and now it's changing rapidly. Like it says in, in Daniel, that, that knowledge will increase in the last days. Now, hit the next uh, slide. Now, here you have your worldview coming from the seven mountains. The belief system gives you your babes. Now here's where the battle is. The word of God, and you got to renew your mind with the new belief system of the word of God, and you either fall carnal or spiritual. You catch that? You look at that? Okay, the battle, if you're losing the battle, you're struggling to let go. Number one, does not want to change. You don't want to change. You got still flesh desires. You're still in the world, part in the world. You have bondages. You have oppression. You compromise and you doubt and fear. Uh, how many Christians are living in that arena? Now, again, the battle, the battle, the battle. Spiritual ones, you've been apprehended by Christ. You know, you're living now in Romans 8. You're 1 Corinthians 5, 17, 2 Corinthians, I mean. And you're fully surrendered, obedient to the spiritual disciplines, Disciple of Christ, serving in the church, passion for souls, faithful and loyal to God, and you cut the vision. That's where you want to be. That's where your goal should be. Now, if you put the next slide, you see, this is, this is the whole battle, people. This is us with the Spirit of God inside of us. The Holy Spirit. We got to fight and come against all of these things they're trying to mold us to believe like them this is the natural carnal influence this is the holy spirit and this is god's word in here that is coming against all of these things that come against the word of god are you hearing me it's a battle it's a battle you gotta think right you gotta think the way god thinks you got to look at the world the way God looks at the world. You got to serve God the way God tells us to serve him. You know, you cannot be influenced like it says an influence by the philosophies of this world. 
by the philosophies of the world, the tradition that make the word of God a non-effect. Now the next one. You got to know, you got to know who you are. You got to know God. And you got you to gotta know the word of God, people, because see, if you don't, we don't have a chance. We got to teach our people all of this to know your God, to know yourself, to know your enemy, and to know your purpose. Isn't that what Pastor Sonny was telling us the other day? Know your purpose. Why God has called you. The next one. These are the seven mountains again. Economy, government, family, religion, media, education, and arts. Again, hit it again. Revival has to hit our vision to raise up leaders to change the world. How do we accomplish this? By raising people strategically to affect the seven mountains that shape our society. All of those. Our goal is to raise capable people to influence each mountain. You know, Sonny was saying that he's working with Stefan and he's working with others because of the media. Why is he doing that? Because the media influences a lot of people. Influence a lot of people. And the next one, at the end, the mountain of the Lord is going to supersede all of those other mountains. This is the way it's going to end. And in Micah 4, 1, it says, And it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the that you be the highest mountain, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and the people shall flow to it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go into the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And the last thing over here, the, the next one is, Why did God say certain tribes must be driven out and kill, kill every one of them? The Amorites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Canaanites, the Parasites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The rule of war, you find it in Deuteronomy 20. You may say, hey, he's a cold God. No, but he knew, but if we leave him, then we're going to be serving their gods. It's, it's, it's so important, people. We don't understand sometimes why God did this in the Old Testament, but he was already speaking. And the last slide Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. People, we have to open up our eyes. This is what the message of the Lord has been given me to our, to our church. That we need to really, really take our post. We need to train our people to fight spiritual warfare. I'm also part of the UPI with Pastor Augie. And one of the leaders there of the UPI that we teach this arm and dangerous all over. I believe a few years we had it in San Jose. Powerful. We got to come back to the cross. Come back to prayer. Come back and be armed and dangerous because we're living in some vicious days, church. That you know what? The enemy is not playing games. He's discipling his soldiers and putting them up in the summits of these seven influences all over the world. And, and it's sad to say, but that a lot of Christians don't even know. You know, and so today, you know, I challenge you to begin to be really, really 
radical in, in, in getting a hold of God in your life. Don't just serve God part-time. Because a lot of Christians are just serving God part-time. They just come Sunday Christians. Man, we got to really serve God the way he tells us that we need to serve him, people. We can't be playing church. We're in the last days. Do you want your family saved? Those unsaved families that you still have, they're looking at your life. They're looking at your commitment that you give. You know what? And sometimes, man, you know what? They, they, they begin to say to themselves, they might not tell it to you, but say, no, I don't want to serve your God. Your God ain't nothing. Huh? Because they're getting influenced by these other hills, mountains. And today, this morning, you know what? Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's stop playing games. Let's stop playing church. God has called you to a city. All this, all this Bay City, man, we should have big churches over here, right, Stephen? San Francisco, man, sin there. We should have mega churches. Mega churches. And maybe, maybe from here, one of you will get the call to go into that city and go with the Spirit of God and break those bondages that are there, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, a homosexual is just was lost as a junkie. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, oh, you know, homosexual, broken arm and all this, you know. But you know what? They're just as lost as a junkie. They're, they're going to they're end up in the same place that the junkies were going to end up. They need God, too. They need God, too. And, man, if there's any twist that the enemy has twisted, is that alternative lifestyle and, you know, gender change and I was meant to be, be a woman and all this. Where did that come from? That comes from the pit of hell. That comes from the pit of hell, man. God only made two sexes. Two sexes, man. Just take off your clothes and look at the mirror and you'll know what kind of sex you are. Come on now. Let's all stand. <laughs> That'll make you laugh. You guys were all scared.